The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In Alan Bray's book titled The Friend, he describes how... In 1615, a gentleman named Fuki Graybill, I know it's an unusual first name, Mr. Graybill was committed to building a memorial for another man named Sir Sidney Phillip. It's a peculiar story because most of these memorials at that time were built by family members. And Graybill was not family of Philip. In fact, he was no blood relative. But they did have a bond. This bond is the reason why anyone from today would remember them. Their bond was an example of something called a spiritual brotherhood. In Latin, it was comparter mitas. The spiritual brotherhood signaled a very profound unity of friendship that wasn't going to be broken even though one died. Now, Alan Bray's book goes on to describe how this bond was created initially through the theology of baptism. Gravel and Philip's bond was started in holy baptism, but expressed in the ritual called Comparinitas that actually culminated in the Lord's Supper. Comparinitas, spiritual brotherhood, was considered a gift from God. Since God joined each of them to himself, first in Holy Baptism and the Lord's Supper, there would in turn be a benefit for each one of them. With Jesus as their center, there was still unity between the living Graville and the dead saint of Sir Sidney Philip. We see a similar bond in the Revelation chapter 7 reading. This bond between, or this unity between the living and the dead. The Apostle John, the living saint, sees the dead saints, those who have gone through the great tribulation, standing before the throne of the Lamb of God and praising him. While the diversity of the saints is fascinating and overwhelming, what is most remarkable for me is their unity of attention. The living and dead saints are focused on one thing. Actually, one person. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. They cannot take their eyes 
off of him. Jesus is the one who unifies the many into the one group, the one body. From the Revelation reading, we find out that this unity stems from Christ's work on the cross and in his sacraments of holy baptism and the Lord's Supper. We hear that the saints' sins were washed away, washed away in holy baptism, and the saints are joined through the blood of Christ precisely in the Lord's Supper. The multitudes of differences in the saints are brought into perfect unity through Jesus Christ, through the bond Jesus gave them in baptism and the Lord's Supper. With Jesus now at their center, living and dead saints still have the bond of unity. Today is the Feast of All Saints, and it is a day of unity. Day Today could be titled, rather than All Saints, All Together. While it may seem like our bond with those who've died is broken, the Feast of All Saints proclaims the opposite. From page 13 of your bulletin, Pastor Bukes will chant in the preface about the saints. He'll chant and say, We, encouraged by their faith and strengthened by their fellowship, How could saints encourage our faith and strengthen us unless we are still together? The location of this confession is also important because we're still together since it's precisely in the Lord's Supper. Precisely Jesus who's present in the Lord's Supper who draws us together. The multitude of benefits from the Lord's Supper also includes this bond. The bond that we have with Christ in the Lord's Supper includes the bond we have with one another through him. All of us, with Christ as our center, we are held together, mimicking what happens in Revelation chapter 7. Because in every divine service, the living saints are joined together with the dead saints so that our unity of attention on our Lord Jesus results in all of us praying and praising together. The Feast of All Saints helps us to remember, believe, and confess what God has done for us. Because many times we are so preoccupied with the hardships of life with the saints on earth that we pay little attention to the joys of the saints in heaven. This is why today is important. Remembering the saints isn't for them, it's for us. Today's feast demonstrates the power of God and how he has put us together in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and how he keeps us together, that death can't even overcome it. Now, this doesn't mean death is ignored or denied, but death is swallowed up in life. Our bond with the saints in heaven goes precisely through death. Death is no longer a means for brokenness, but the means in which we are joined together. Through Jesus' death, all of us are drawn together. And when our deaths are joined with his, nothing will stop us from spending eternity as the multitude of saints. But there's even more. Our bonds on earth with the faithful, whether they are family, friends, or spouses, will be transformed into something more, 
something more life-giving, something more joyful. In heaven, our bonds will grow closer than anything on earth. Because in heaven, we are in the near presence of Christ. We are closer to God. As our communion with Jesus Christ in the Lord's Supper will be fulfilled in heaven, so will our communion with one another be fully realized in heaven. The pain and grief that death creates gives an appearance of broken bonds. But through all saints, through our Lord Jesus, the appearance of broken bonds will now just be a distinction rather than a complete separation. In heaven, we'll see that our Lord Jesus was always drawing us closer to him and through him then to each other, whether it was in this life or in death. But finally, in heaven, we'll see how that drawing closer to Christ and, through one, and, and to one another through him will finally result in all of us being part of that glorious company, celebrating his salvation forever and ever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.